Randy. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Giving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving equals receiving day. Um, we're going to start with a meditation on page uh, in the workbook, page 220. My sound okay? Testing one, two, three, four, five. All right. We're going to do the first four paragraphs in lesson 123, paragraphs one, two, three, and four. Um, it's kind of a, a, a stepping back in our awareness and see where we've been, how far we've come, <laughs> um, and, and, and appreciating that. <laughs> I think that's, you know, one of the things about gratitude and thanksgiving is, is trying to define both what, what gratitude is, what that looks like, and then certainly what ingratitude. Uh, at four in the morning when Jesus got me up, <laughs> he had me looking at ingratitude equals guilt. I'm still sitting with that one. <laughs> I, I know that's probably true, but I haven't quite gotten an intellectual handle on it. But whenever we're not grateful, uh, we got to be in a guilty frame of mind for sure. Ingratitude is guilt. So hopefully maybe that'll be fleshed out a little bit more this morning, what that looks like. And the opposite is when um, we give ourselves a chance to appreciate where we come from. <laughs> where we were a year ago, two years ago, 10 lifetimes ago, and where we're at now. And, and knowing that we have the way back at this point. Not always using it like you said, but at least we know we have it. And, and it works when we, when we actually do it. So that's what those, these first four paragraphs, I think, are about. Learning to appreciate that. Appreciate how far we've come. I'm sorry, but what where? That, what what that, what's that? We can't hear you. <laughs> I was off mute and then I, where, what page are we on? Are we in the text or the workbook? No, we're in the workbook. What page? <laughs> Lesson 123 on page 220. Sorry, thanks. Lesson 123 on page 220 in the workbook. And this is uh, just look, tech, uh, giving us a chance to appreciate how far we've gotten in this process. So how about, um, Maurice, paragraph one, Lisa Roberts, paragraph two, Becca, paragraph three, and then Myra, paragraph four, and then we'll get quiet for a little bit. Alrighty. You're, uh, yeah, you're so grateful. We don't even have to hear you. <laughs> okay. I thank my father for his gifts to me. Today, let us be thankful. We have come to gentler pathways and to smoother roads. There's no thought of turning back and no implacable resistance to the truth. A bit of wavering remains and some small objections and a little hesitance, but you can well be grateful for your gains, which are far greater than you realize. And who was paragraph two? Lisa. All right. <laughs> I, I thought Arise might have had a comment. Oh no, we're just we're just going through all four right now. Tim, your sound is kind of breaking up. Maybe it's my laptop, but it sounds like it's breaking up a little bit. Am I breaking up my... anybody else? Uh, it must be my laptop then. It's telling me it's gotta go. It's needs to be replaced. <laughs> uh, paragraph two. 
A day devoted now to gratitude will add the benefit of some insight into the real extent of all the gains which you have made and the gifts you have received. Be glad today in loving thankfulness. Your father has not left you to yourself, nor let you wander in the dark alone. Be grateful he has saved you from the self you thought you made to take the place of him and his creation. Give thanks today. Give him thanks today. Give thanks that he has not abandoned you and that his love forever will remain shining on you forever without change. Give thanks as well that you are changeless for the son he loves is changeless as himself. Be grateful you are saved. Be glad you have a function and salvation to fulfill. Be thankful that your value far transcends your meager gifts and petty judgments of the one whom God established as his son. Today, in gratitude, we lift our hearts above despair and raise our thankful eyes, no longer looking downward to the dust. We sing the song of thankfulness today in honor of the self that God has willed to be our true identity in him. Today we smile on everyone we see and walk with lightened footsteps as we go to do what is appointed us to do. Alrighty, thanks everybody. We'll get quiet for a little bit. And gently, gently come back. I want to check my sound again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All right. Uh, any anybody have comments on those four paragraphs? Thoughts? Dave Van Dyke. Please. Oh, just a few lines in there stood out for me really, uh, really big time. Be glad today in loving thankfulness. Your father has not left you to yourself, nor let you wander in the dark alone. Give thanks he has not abandoned you, and that his love forever will remain shining on you forever without change. It's like, whew. <laughs> 
because the ego wants you know it's it's the ego wants to believe the opposite that god has abandoned us <laughs> and we don't really appreciate him because he won't let us be us he won't let me be me <laughs> so you know try try being grateful <laughs> that uh god still sees me as i truly am and not me as i think i am <laughs> on a on a good ego day anyway yeah right. Th thanks dave yeah lynn corona yeah he he really lets us know what he thinks of um the world we've made and the body referring to it as dust <laughs> not that in contrast to uh you know remembering who we truly are and then there's the dust and now we're looking we're looking beyond the dust thanks all right thanks lynn lynn altman yeah i i was um gratitude for me has always been a difficult thing because it feels like i should be grateful and i'm usually not because things aren't I'm not the way I want to be and things aren't the way I want them to be. But I was just in that first paragraph when it says we've come to gentle, gentler pathways and smoother roads. It's like immediately noticing what has been occurring as I've done this work, the gratitude just, it just springs forth. It's not something that I have to make happen. Um, you know, and it's when there's no thought of turning back, it's like, absolutely. I may, be dragging my feet kicking and screaming the entire way but there's no going back you know and and again the gratitude just sort of springs up it's like how could I because I can I can remember what it was like before this course and it was way worse than anything that I'm going through as I do the you know that old thought system so yeah I'm, I'm just I'm grateful that gratitude is something that I don't make happen that I become aware that it's within. So thanks. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> we'll get into that one later. <laughs> thanks, Lynn. All right, Arise. And a bit uh, uh, of sense of humor for today <laughs> on, on the first paragraph number four, a bit of wavering remains. <laughs> we, we're just wavering a little bit here. And I love uh, looking down on number paragraph four, um, number two, sentence two, we sing the song of thankfulness today in honor of the self that God has willed to be our true identity in him. That, that we, I'm thankful when I sometimes allow myself a tiny glimpse of that. Yeah. I, yeah, that, that bit of wavering. I think it's the first time I've, I've read that paragraph. I wasn't a little skeptical like uh i don't think you're noticing jesus but it's a little bit more than a bit here <laughs> and this time it's it, it wasn't you know i feel like now at least i'm trying more often than i'm not trying <laughs> so it's it's still a little bit more than a bit but it's not like it used to be a year ago <laughs> it was a big bit a year ago <laughs> yeah very good thanks Therese. anybody else Go ahead, Jeff. How you doing? Hey, good. I don't have my book with me, but I I can I'm sure I heard the line in there somewhere that said, um, "I'm grateful that I'm healed." 
and and that just really stayed with me and that stayed with me through the period of silence it just took me right to the source that was just a beautiful line i whether it's in there or not i'm going to take it <laughs> it's certainly more than implied that's for sure <laughs> oh jesus was just talking to you straight <laughs> thank you that's thank good you. thanks jeff yeah. that's good <laughs> all righty one of the things Ken always does, one of the things that um, Ken Wapnick, um, our teacher, uh, and one of the things Jesus always does when when they're discussing these topics in the course is they they uh, kind of lay out in the in the title um, what our true identity is and what our true reality is, and that on a good Holy Spirit day, I I do thank my Father for for his gifts to me instead of not thanking them, <laughs> instead of not appreciating them, which is a good ego day when I don't appreciate what my father's done for me. So one of the ways that um, Jesus and, and Ken, I think both, and, and certainly we as a school for Course in Miracles, we, we try to talk about both sides, you know, what ingratitude looks like and then what gratitude looks like, and certainly from Jesus's point of view. And I think Lesson 195 really be, begins to talk, talk about 195 and, and 197, what ingratitude is. A lot of times uh, in the Course, we'll use the word um, for forgiveness, true forgiveness, perception, true perception, um, when it's, when it's, when perception and forgiveness are done from a Holy Spirit's point of view, and we're inviting the Holy Spirit into that experience, it becomes a true experience. So we talk about true perception. And the opposite of that happens when we're inviting the ego to help us forgive. <laughs> it becomes forgiveness to destroy. It becomes false forgiveness. And I think that's true with gratitude too, though he doesn't use the phrase here, gratitude to destroy. He's certainly talking about that a lot in this lesson 195. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me this morning uh, as he was discussing what ingratitude looks like, false gratitude, gratitude to destroy, it always involves comparison. What I've got that you don't have and what somebody else has got more of that I don't have. And he really talks about that range in this lesson. So when he says love is the way I walk in gratitude, what he's saying there is once we ask the Holy Spirit for help and I'm willing to see you and me not in this range of comparison, but I'm willing to see us on equal footing. We both share the same two major interests. We share the interest of the ego to stay stuck and in hell and blame it on somebody else. And we share the same way out. We share the Holy Spirit. We share the voice of love within each of us. So love is the way I walk in gratitude. And what he's really gonna get into here is, from an ego's point of view, comparison is the way I walk in gratitude. I look at you and say, there but for the grace of God go I. You're such a jerk, <laughs> or whatever it is that you're, you're doing, or you're so poor, or you just got run over by a bus. I'm always comparing where I'm at to where you're at. 
sometimes you got more than me, you know, and sometimes you got less than me, but that's the range. It's that whole thing there, but for the grace of God go I. That's the ego's form of gratitude. It takes a little while to sit with because it's traditional thing, you know, in a lot of spiritual circles to say that. But what he's going to ex expose here is just how mean that is. <laughs> Why would you get off on somebody else's suffering? Why would you think you're in a better place and God treated you more fairly than the other guy who's suffering so much? I mean, what kind of God would that be? Who set that up? <laughs> and then ultimately he's going to say, we set that up. <laughs> God had nothing to do with it. <laughs> we did that. So we could walk around in, 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 um, in, in a space that was not appreciating that we have the Holy Spirit as a way out. So, uh, so comparison is the way the ego walks in gratitude, especially when I know I got more than you do, or I'm not suffering as much as you do. And that he uses the word comparison a lot. So, for example, paragraph four, line two, love makes no comparisons. Period. It just simply sees shared interest. It's aware of the shared interest of the ego. Everybody's trying to maintain their separation and blame it on somebody else. And we, it, it, love sees the same interest that we all have, that we have the Holy Spirit as the way out of that craziness. Um, paragraph 5, line 4, let us not compare ourselves with them. Whether they're better than us or they got more than us or whether they got less than us and are suffering more than us. Paragraph 8. Line two, for hatred is forgotten when, when we lay comparisons aside. Line four, the fear of God, the last obstacle to peace and the obstacles to peace, the fear of God is undone at last when we forgive without comparing. We let go of believing we're separate from each other and we let go of believing we're separate from God. And so, I mean, that, that, that really, you know, it's nice to say love is the way I walk in gratitude, but what does the ego do? No, comparison is, is the way, comparison is like, I got more than you, so I'm grateful. <laughs> That's what the ego does. <laughs> and it's not nice. It's just not nice. Not to mention it's downright cruel. So, yeah, let's uh, read. Go ahead, Jeff. Um, does that translate over into, um, like, I guess if I'm gratitude, if I'm grateful for any particular thing and form, you know, I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. And I guess that's a fine line because if I'm, if I'm comparing it to someone to, to, to any possibility of not having that, then it's comparison. I mean, it, like I've always said, I, I, I want to be grateful for gratefulness itself, which supersedes anything in form, right? I mean, it gets tricky when you get grateful for anything in form. Yeah. Right? And once again, it's like, it's not so much 
do I do it or not do it? Do I, you know, do I make a gratitude list or not? But it's more about who, who am I making the gratitude list with? If, I, if I'm making it with the ego, it, it has to have more than a tinge of specialness to it, more than a tinge of guilt, more than a tinge of I'm holier than somebody <laughs> because I got more. Or if I'm doing it with the Holy Spirit, it just becomes a reflection of, you know, I'm having a nice day with the Holy Spirit here and I got, I got this and I got that and <laughs> it's not a big deal. If I didn't have it, it wouldn't be a big deal and I've got it. So that's kind of nice too. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, good. Thanks, Jeff. Nidra. Last last month, I was sitting in my uh, chair, and, and all of a sudden, I was saying, "Oh, I'm grateful for this, and I'm grateful for that." Then I stopped and I went, "I'm grateful to who? Who? To whom am I grateful for? What?" And I went. Well, then I stopped and went, "Wow. Okay, Nidra. That's that's quite a lot." And so I started thinking about gratitude. What should I be really grateful for? And so I started when I do my forgiveness work, I started being grateful to the other or the, you know, whatever is going on because we're going home together. So I shifted uh, grateful for things or situations because uh, I'm grateful to, to whom for what? I keep saying to myself, to whom am I grateful for what? So then I started uh, changing my gratitude to something different because uh, it was, I was it's like this kind of bam, in my face, like, oh, well, who are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? To whom? The ego. Thank you very much. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, yeah. That's, that's, I think it's a big step in our process. Okay, so in 12 steps, because, you know, most addicts and alcoholics aren't very appreciative of anything, <laughs> like most everybody. <laughs> so the idea that we force ourselves into making a gratitude list, and I think two things happen. It actually forces us to realize we do appreciate th some things. We're not as resentful of everything that we thought. But at the same time, if I've only got five things on there, that means there's a whole lot of stuff I'm not grateful for at all. <laughs> so I think it begins to point out to us all the things that we're not grateful about. Because I, I could only come up with four or five things. <laughs> What's with that? <laughs> so, so I think it's good to force ourselves to do that sometimes. However, it also, I think it, you know, there's a, a waking up process. And like Nidra was saying in, in paragraph six, line three, we give thanks for every living thing, for otherwise we offer thanks for nothing and we fail to recognize the gifts of God to us. Well, certainly in terms of everything he's talking about here, the gifts of God to us are, are all our brothers. And, and when I'll, I, I'll know I'm in true gratitude when I get to that experience. Then I'm grateful for all the, all the everything, <laughs> all my classrooms, good or bad. So that's not to beat myself up, but that's just, you know, there, once I step out of that range of saying some people have more, some people have less, et cetera, et cetera, and I start looking at you and me the way Jesus does, then I realize you're a gift to me and I'm a gift to you. And we're all God's gift to each other. Yeah. Lynn Corona, you want to jump well, in? <laughs> yeah, I, I was seeing, looking at, you know, when, when do I 
feel gratitude naturally. And it always is when I'm journeying through my day with the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit only sees love and calls for love. So there's no comparison anywhere there. It's love and calls for love. And either way, if it's a call for love, the Holy Spirit will teach me how he sees and I will feel the love because he will teach me how to see that. And, and if it's love, my brother and I celebrate together and there's joy there too. So this, the, the Holy Spirit does not compare and that's my safeguard when I remember that it's the Holy Spirit that I'm journeying with through the day. Yeah. Yeah. Can't compare. In the first two paragraphs, he's comparing our situation with somebody else's that's in worse shape than us. And third, in the third paragraph, he said he, he kind of flips it over and goes, "However, everybody that you think has more than you is your enemy. How how come they got more than you? Why is life so unfair? Your brother is your enemy because you see in him the rival for your peace." He's got more peace than I do because he's got more something, stuff, money, whatever it is. A plunderer takes his joy from you and leaves you nothing but a black despair, so bitter and relentless there is no hope remaining. We get, look how ticked off we get about the, our favorite political bad guys, who are usually pretty rich. <laughs> how unfair is that? They're evil and they're rich. <laughs> I mean, they're obviously an enemy. <laughs> they obviously shouldn't shouldn't have what they've got, and they, it's obvious they've stolen what they've got. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's you know, it, it it really is a range. Like, so if you're suffering more than me, I'm grateful. But if you got more than me, something's wrong with this picture. <laughs> Life's not fair, and I get pretty resentful and bitter about it, especially if I think you're evil. <laughs> Or are you doing something you shouldn't do? But that's the range. I mean, it's not just that we're grateful because, you know, somebody's suffering more than us. But, you know, with going the other way, it's like we get really ticked off. We're bitter. We're, re you know, we feel like life is unfair and it's always going to be hopelessly unfair. But we've created that whole box. We've set it up to feel that way. So anyway, let's read through this and see what happens. Lynn Altman, you want to read that first one? Please. Sure, thanks. <clears throat> Love is the way I walk in gratitude. Gratitude is a lesson hard to learn for those who look upon the world amiss. The most that they can do is see themselves as better off than others. And they try to be content because another seems to suffer more than they. How pitiful and deprecating are such thoughts. For who has cause for thanks while others have less cause? And who could suffer less because he sees another suffer more? Your gratitude is due to him alone who made all cause of sorrow disappear throughout the world. Oh, one more, Lynn, please. It is insane to offer thanks because of suffering, but it is equally insane to fail in gratitude to one who offers you the certain means whereby all pain is healed and suffering replaced with laughter and with happiness. 
nor could the even partly sane refuse to take the steps which he directs and follow in the way he sets before them to escape a prison that they thought contained no door to the deliverance that they now perceive. Yeah, you know, that, um, that first sentence for me is, is how I have viewed the world. The world is, it's just been wrong forever. And, and I think the, you know, the thing that's been hard is feeling guilty if I think I'm doing better than somebody else and feeling horrible for all the people that I don't feel have had the advantages that I've had. So it's just, I mean, my life has just been a mess around that. Um, and suffering being the, the kind of key component. And what I'm really struck with these days is that that um, my perception of suffering as the sort of ground of everything, that's what Jesus is helping me correct. It's when he talks about, um, he doesn't take my fear away, but he takes away the conditions or helps me see the conditions that, that cause the fear. And it's like that condition of suffering, which I am deeply attached to, is the cause of my fear and, and my ingratitude, the guilt that goes along with that. And so, I mean, it's so, I don't know, I just feel so excited these days that it's not about correcting my, even, it's not even about correcting my thinking as it is sort of this foundational concept that I have, that's what's being changed. And once I, I just know once that concept is when, when I have no more attachment to it, I, I will be free. I will experience that freedom that I long for. And so it's like the job is just simply to look at my classroom and see, oh yeah, that's where I've done it again. I've made suffering my God. And um, so anyway, that's, it's just, um, it's hard not to feel grateful seeing that larger picture. I, you know, I can get caught up in the suffering, but I'm, I'm also aware that that's something that I've imposed on the world. So thanks. Yeah, that's good. Thanks, Lynn. And in and, and reference to what you were saying, I was thinking about in, uh, where is it? Oh yeah, paragraph two, line three. Nor could the even partly sane, us, <laughs> refuse to take the steps, the three steps of forgiveness, which are going to bring us to that state of appreciation. I'm not going to appreciate the other guy until I stop blaming him for my pain. And I'm certainly not going to appreciate myself until I let go of believing I threw Jesus out the window. Those are the two steps of forgiveness. I stop blaming you, I stop blaming me, and then what's left is gratitude. That, that kind of innate um, feeling of appreciation I think Lynn Corona was talking about. The, and those steps of forgiveness are the way to have this experience of appreciation, this experience of gratitude. Lisa Roberts. Um. Paragraph one, line five and six, for who can, has cause for thanks while others have less cause and who could suffer less because he sees another suffer more. Um, you know, years ago, um, I, I was 
working. I was in a company car. I was stopped at a red light. And, and this woman with no legs in a wheel, motorized wheelchair was at the crosswalk. And, and she rolled up to my car and asked for money. And, uh, and I, I gave her $10. I mean, which is, you know, and um, I saw her and I, there was a difference. Uh, there was a separation there that I, was quite evident between me and her. Um, but, you know, I can't pretend that I'm not in, in the, this world, uh, you know, when we do what we have to do while we think we're here. And um, did I see a comparison? Yeah, I, I did. Um, but it was such a lesson to me that um, forgiveness, number one, because I did see that comparison in her. And, uh, you know, number two was a lesson that um, for me that what a gift I was just given to be able to going forward, see anybody who's different than myself, the same. Because um, as soon as I see someone different than I'm myself, right away, I'm, I'm in duality. And there's that forgiveness opportunity. Um, and I just wanted to share that um, being Thanksgiving here, uh, you know, as, as a way to say, gosh, I'm so thankful for um, these instances that come up in front of my eyes that I, it's, it's giving me that lesson. This is where I'm learning uh, to see the oneness. Thank you. Yeah. That's it. That's good. Thanks, Lisa. Yeah. And, and then every, every instant becomes a opportunity. <laughs> Am I doing this instant with my ego or the Holy spirit? Cause if I'm doing it with the ego, I will compare <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. And if I'm doing it with the Holy spirit, I'll be willing to let go of my comparison. I'm not even the one that's doing any of this stuff. I'm just asking for the Holy spirit to help me let go of this this death grip I have on comparing me to you in every moment. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Lisa. Aris. Thank you, Lisa and Tim. I, I woke up this morning and it's earlier here. We're on the Pacific coast and I never watch the news and I, I don't, my partner gets the paper and I just looked at the headlines in the paper <laughs> and, uh, was was thrown apart, thrown a, a, um, into confusion because the headline, one of the headlines was, Thanksgiving Day is for the Native Americans, 400th anniversary uh, of, of great despair, <laughs> you know, and I felt all this guilt, you know, the Native Americans are all uh, calling this the worst day of their lives, while I'm being grateful and I'm. Uh, glad you're saying this because it okay right now I can say I'm thankful that I could see my own attitude about this that my own sense of feeling guilt and projecting uh, I guess my victimization upon this whole nation of people first nation I'm feeling uh, guilty about it and I'm feeling victimized in as well as them and I mean it's a really clear example of how my ego operates and so I can be thankful like Lisa says that I see that thank you yeah that's good thanks Aris. it's interesting to see which things grab us 
and trying to take us into that black hole of I'm responsible for climate change. <laughs> I'm responsible for 400 years of racism. <laughs> I'm responsible for name your favorite tragedy. Of course, the ego and, and, and the ego is kind of responsible for it. <laughs> but but if we're not egos, that's the good news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Arise. Jeff, did you have, were you waving? Well, the 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 idea that came up for me right there was um, what a setup, and and I can I can look at the problem not the way it was set up, but as it is. I think I'm paraphrasing a little bit there, but that's when when those sudden things come at me like a headline or something that my I, I, I'm hoping that I ask for spirit's help and I think, oh man, what a setup. Now, if I can just see the problem as it is and not the way I set it up. And then of course, we all know the problem is the belief in separation. And so there'll be one setup after another until we, until we fully heal. Yeah. As you were saying that, I was thinking part of the setup is they're the people who have been victimized. Native Americans 400 years, et cetera. Racism 400 years plus, et cetera. But then there's the victimizers. I'm, I'm not including, you know, I mean, more more than implicit in every tragedy is there's somebody who's caused it. And I get to blame them. And then they become the enemy, which is what he talks about in paragraph three, I think. And then which is myself, which is step two of the forgiveness yeah right so at first step i think you're the victimizer second step i think i'm the victimizer and you know in, in a sense that's the problem but the good news is i couldn't be a victimizer even if i wanted to and that and that that realization really takes at least in my experience has been i really have to ask the holy spirit to help me see that because like we were saying yesterday i think that's that's the ego's last ditch effort to hang on to itself as a separated entity if i stop blaming me i pull the rug on everything <laughs> i don't have to project it on you anymore i don't have to blame me anymore <laughs> i don't have to blame anybody everybody's okay <laughs> yeah yeah thanks jeff hey oh go ahead gene okay bear with me with my thought process um <laughs> I, I, when I think about, you know, there was this tiny mad idea that I was separate and I forgot to laugh. So in, in that paragraph, what, what struck me was when we first started to read this today, I thought about gratitude in terms of remembering who I truly am and, and how that isn't paramount, but also appreciating the comparison of, you know, that the, the ego walks in gratitude, because that's how I'm living right now. I'm, I'm in the illusion, you know, but if I, if I don't take it as such a burden that I'm, you know, because all these things, whatever they are that tax us away from that remembering, if I, if I just know, okay, you're going to just keep on plugging through this and you're going to remember, I do remember to laugh like that, that can't be said more clearly that one who saw, let's see, uh, but it is equal, equally insane to fail in gratitude to one who offers you the certain means whereby all pain is healed and suffering replaced with laughter and with happiness. 
And if we do that, if we, I mean, we don't have to, we don't have to be so afraid of it, do we? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and I think, you know, I've been looking at that this week, this whole, uh, you know, what makes us afraid of recovery? What makes us afraid of asking the Holy Spirit for help? I mean, you know, the pat answer that Ken always said is we're afraid to give up our individuality. Well, I sure don't feel like that. <laughs> and it doesn't even feel like I'm afraid of recovery. It just seems like other things seem more appealing. <laughs> yeah. Steven. Yeah, thank you so much, Gene. Uh, I, I was doing that kind of thing, too. Uh, and I, I, I do this uh, every time we get to something like this. When I found out that forgiveness and miracles, that doesn't happen in heaven, it, it really helped me immensely. And so today I'm thinking, is there gratitude in heaven? And um, I took it to the abstraction, which, which is uh, based on what Jesus told us, complete abstraction is the natural condition of the mind. So I always try to, so, you know, I did the oneness thing as I, as I do uh, in my mind. I know we don't understand that. And then I, I, I said, can, they be, can there be gratitude in heaven? And I'm not sure what I decided. Uh, so I'm just asking, uh, is there? I mean, there's no two. So there can't be gratitude to anything or from it. You know what I mean? Uh, is, is there gratitude in heaven? No forgiveness, no miracles. Thank you. I don't know. When, when, when whoever gets there first, let us know. <laughs> you got to come back and tell us. <laughs> well, we'll don't you think we also, right go ahead, go ahead, Jean. <laughs> I was just thinking, it's almost like words get all these new definitions because, you know, in gratitude, there's this like fullness, like there's a fullness. And that, I mean, if you looked in the dictionary, that wouldn't say gratitude, fullness. It wouldn't say that, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> New definitions. Jesus is big on new definitions. <laughs> Rebecca, thanks, Jean. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks. Um, and Stephen, I love what you're saying, and I've been thinking about that too. And and I have this question: like, does does uh, true gratitude doesn't have an opposite? So it's is it is it one of those big, you know, words that we put in all caps that we put on the on the first level of the chart up there in heaven is it synonymous with everything else as a as a state when we reach it as a state of being maybe just sounds good yeah. <laughs> Still with that. yeah yeah you can almost put anything up in uh, in level one with a capital and it sounds good <laughs> You can even put me up there because then me includes everybody with a capital me. <laughs> Lynn Altman. Yeah, I just uh, looked up gratitude in the glossary. Hmm. And it says, uh, in reality, God has no separated consciousness, which can feel gratitude for another. So there's lots of places where the Course says God is grateful, but that's you a know, lie. That's a metaphor. It's a metaphor, Tim. <laughs> I knew it. I knew Jesus. I knew Jesus was lying to me. <laughs> yeah, metaphor is nicer. 
Yeah. Okay. Does that help, Stephen? Ken says. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Lynn. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, everybody. Abe, you want to read that the bad part of <laughs> paragraph three? How we get ticked off? Okay. Oh, hey, go ahead. Let after Bruce says what something. Uh, somehow all this talk about gratitude reminds me of Will Rogers, who seemed like he was grateful for everything. So tying tying into what we were just talking about, I, I have my Will Rogers school of thought, which says I never met a four I didn't like. So how's that? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right, Abe. <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. <laughs> your brother is your enemy because you see in him the rival for your peace. A plunderer who takes this his joy from you and leaves you nothing but a black despair so bitter and relentless that there is no hope remaining. Now is vengeance all there is to wish for. Now can you but try to bring him down to lie in death with you, as useless as yourself, as little left within his grasping fingers as in yours. Yeah, this is the, uh, you know, the ego think this is a zero-sum game. <laughs> you know, if, if you have peace, that means I have less peace because you took it. So it's, it's a, another way of just... Uh, making my brothers guilty of something you know of hurting me yeah. yeah and then it's always lose lose if you're losing i'm losing and but worst part i don't know i'm losing <laughs> yeah yeah it's good thanks abe lynn corona is there anything in this lesson you want to focus on uh no i think it's being <laughs> adequately covered thank you <laughs> Already. <laughs> the progression of these three lessons. So he does love is the way I walk in gratitude. He starts talking about gratitude, right? And that's after he about the previous one. We place the future in God's hands. And the way we do that is we learn to walk in gratitude. It's, they're kind of equivalent. I can place the future in God's hand when I learn to walk in love, which is the way I walk in gratitude. Um, and then the next lesson is, is I can but crucify myself, meaning every time I, I get ticked off at somebody who's got more than me, I'm really just crucifying me. And I was the one that was always doing it. It had nothing to do with you. I just used you as an excuse. And then he returns to the idea of gratitude again in lesson 197. And the way he approaches that is what Susan Dugan and Bruce did a whole class on yesterday, I think, is that uh, we set it up so the, the thanks I get, the appreciation I get has to come from you, from an external source. Otherwise, I'm not going to feel good about myself. It's a whole Al-Anon trip. <laughs> the way I feel good about me is I get you to appreciate how helpful I am because <laughs> my esteem in the first place is pretty shot. <laughs> so if I can make you really appreciate and need me, that means that, that must mean I'm, I'm sort of good. <laughs> I must be helpful in some way. And so if I don't get that lavish, she calls it lavish thanks. <laughs> if I don't get the external gratitude, then, then, then oh, to hell with you. <laughs> Go your own way. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> 
I mean, that's what we're thinking. And then the resentment comes up and, and then we, we stay stuck in that whole game of, uh, <laughs> it was, you know, bad enough in the previous lesson where I, the only person I was crucifying was myself. And now he says, and I think earn should have been in quotes. It can be only my own gratitude I earn. And in a sense, the way we earn it is we go through the two steps of forgiveness. I stop blaming you. I stop blaming me. And then what's left is I appreciate you. I appreciate myself. So I earn it in the sense that I give up being so judgmental about you and me. But it's nothing I really earn. <laughs> it, it's already there. It's a state that I can achieve if I just lay down all the blocks that I put up to me feeling appreciative of you and me in the first place. It's an already done state. It's nothing I can achieve. It's not like if I'm a good course student one day, I'll earn, I'll, I'll earn my own gratitude. <laughs> no, it's already there. It's already happening. It's just me ignoring it. <laughs> I'm not appreciating it. It's already a done deal. It's kind of like what I think Lynn Corona was talking about previously is, is that we kind of, it feels like, it reminds me of that image of Oris when she jumps off the bridge. <laughs> we kind of fall into gratitude when we stop hanging on to the bridge. And the bridge in this case is all of our judgments about each other and ourselves. Hmm. So, yeah, so... Paragraph uh, one. Lisa, you want to read, please? In 197. Right. It can be but my gratitude I earn. Here is the second step we take to free your mind from the belief in outside force pitted against your own. You make attempts at kindness and forgiveness, yet you turn them to attack again unless you find external gratitude and lavish thanks. Your gifts must be received with honor, lest they be withdrawn. And so you think God's gifts are loans at best. At worst, deceptions which would cheat you of defenses to ensure that when he strikes, he will not fail to kill. Comments? Yeah. This is what we do, I guess. You know, this is the traditional gratitude, you know. And um, I can't say that I've never done this. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be very honest of me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's really... Really good. It's nasty, it's nasty stuff. It's really yeah, it really is. We wouldn't want to describe ourselves this way. Yeah. If I don't get external gratitude and lavish thanks, forget it. Yeah. Look what I did for you. you know? <laughs> what have you done for me lately? Yeah. <laughs> we all turn into Janice Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Lisa. Abe? <laughs> You know, it strikes me that uh, we keep, uh, I mean, we had a friend that expected uh, us to behave the way we're saying God should behave. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't want to have that friend. I mean, and yet we, 
you know, we keep making God in a, in a in putting it in the worst possible light. Yeah, I think one of the really slippery things pertaining to what Abe, Abe's saying, I think, is that, you know, like, so in a sense, when I'm doing something for somebody and it's really nice, but I, I, I just under the service, I want something in return. I want to guilt them into giving me something. I mean, at the point where I'm being nice to them, I get them feeling so guilty that they got to give me something back. And that's why I don't trust God. I think that's what he's doing to me. I think, you know, yeah, God's just going, because I'm doing it to people all the time. <laughs> I think God's giving me something, but he's going to want something back, <laughs> like big, bigger back than what he's given me. Like I got to die on the cross or something. <laughs> so, I mean, there's this incredible guilt that's, that's more than implied. And when I do something for somebody else, it's really describing a special love relationship. So I'm in a special love relationship and I'm given a person or I'm dependent on, on a substance or whatever it is I think I love. And then it lets me down. It fails me. It, it, it didn't reciprocate. And then I'm often running in resentment and I feel totally justified. I mean, that's the whole definition of a special love relationship. You did not give me the external gratitude and the lavish thanks that I was due. And now I hate you, <laughs> but I'll still act like I'm, I really don't hate you that much. <laughs> I mean, that's what every special love relationship is. Just waiting for that to happen. Yeah. And so it's just this whole guilt setup. Yeah. Nidra? It was not too long ago. I, I found myself, I just saw myself in the situation and I said, oh, look at the ego. Look what it's doing. And then I thought, well, do I get points for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Jesus gave you four points. <laughs> four out of ten. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> Thanks. Do we have scorecards? We get report cards every month. Jesus sends them out. <laughs> the Holy Spirit refuses to deliver them, though. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Lynn Altman. Yeah, the thing that I have to keep remembering about the specifics that he talks about is that the underlying idea is that is the one of one or the other. The thing I do, what I do in relation to my brother, depending on how I think the the situation is arranged in terms of in terms of hierarchy, and so if I'm below, I do the things that will try to raise me up so he doesn't obliterate me. If I'm above, I try to take as much advantage I can without him noticing, so that he turns around and takes from me. So it's it's not about the the behavior as much as it is realizing that implanted in my mind is this idea that it's him or me. And as long as I think in those terms, and it's unconscious most of the time for me still, um, I can certainly recognize it in broad examples, political and so forth. But as long as that idea is, is unquestioned in me, I am going to do all of that manipulating 
Um, so that's just real crucial for me right now. Yeah, I was, uh, I watched a part of that trial yesterday, um, the Aubrey thing. Um, and at the, uh, point where the, uh, I don't know why I thought of this. It's, I, I think it has something to do with what Lynn was saying. Like, you know, I was, I wanted, I, I wanted a certain verdict, right? Certainly my ego wanted a certain verdict. And, and then, and then when the judge reads it and somebody in the courtroom gets all excited and starts cheering, he throws them out. It's like, no, you are not, you are, you're not going to do that. We're not making this, I'm making up words, but anyway, he threw the guy out. Like no cheering, no nothing. Go do that outside if you want. <laughs> so, but I feel like oh, it's almost like a Holy Spirit thing. Like, how do we learn to see each other? And then when the proverbial crap hits the fan and somebody has to pay their dues, <laughs> how do we not cheer? Because we thought they, they got what they belong, you know, deserved. So, I mean, it's all a setup and we set it up. If I'd gone in looking at those three guys and who killed him, and then Aubrey, who the victim, once again, is victims and victimizers. Am I looking at everybody in that trial the way Jesus does? Or I'm just picking out, I'm setting up a whole victim victimization scenario so I can get on one side of the fence or other. But I, I thought it was interesting when it was almost like the Holy Spirit going, no, 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 you can't cheer about this stuff. <laughs> Get out of my courtroom. <laughs> yeah, you got dues to pay here, but it, it's not real and, and you can't be cheering because somebody's being punished. And, and, and how do we how do we learn to do that? Otherwise, <laughs> we're going to be cheering all the time when our own enemies get it, get their just due punishment. And then we still continue to suffer at other at the hands of other enemies. We we'll always have to have enemies if we're in ego mode. <laughs> it's like it's like we're just a, a drug corner. Every time one of the drug dealers disappears, there's another drug dealer. <laughs> we can't wait to have another drug dealer come along if we get rid of one. <laughs> we're all walking um, corners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, right. <laughs> Lynn Corona, you got anything about this lesson? You want to read that next paragraph and explain it to us? <laughs> the one you thought was kind of hard to understand? <laughs> All right. <laughs> How easily? Yeah, How, yeah. <laughs> How easily are god and guilt confused by those who know not what their thoughts can do deny your strength and weakness must become salvation to you see yourself as bound and bars become your home nor will you leave the prison house or claim your strength until guilt and salvation are not seen as one and freedom and salvation are perceived as joined. 
with strength beside them to be sought and claimed and found and fully recognized. Mm. So the guilt being salvation to the ego, if I can put my guilt in my brother and see he's the one that takes my peace away, he's the one that makes me miserable. Uh, if I can place my guilt in him, I think that I'm saved. That's how the ego functions and operates. So until guilt and salvation are not seen as one, um, there will be no freedom. Um, and um, our freedom comes from Christ. Um, our strength comes from Christ. Our strength comes from that place in our mind that is is one. There is only one of us, <laughs> and that's Christ. And the strength of Christ is always with us. And the weakness of the ego is can always be with us too. It's a choice. And if we want one or the other to be our way, then we're in separation and we're in weakness and we're in the ego and we will be looking for that everywhere to uh, justify and prove that we're right. There's a me over here and there's a you over there, which is um, not the same as there is only Christ. And if I turn to the Christ mind, that's where my strength is. Last page of the Course in Miracles. Uh, don't let weakness be your guide to any mm -hmm. any of your actions, but let the strength of Christ. And if we call upon the strength of Christ and oneness, it will be there. So, yeah, God and guilt. Definitely, we will have God as a punisher if we believe in guilt. Sin, guilt, fear, fear of punishment comes from that guilt. So don't deny strength is what he's saying. Your strength is always with you. Yeah, it is, you know, it's, it's a fairly conscious thing, I think, that it's, it's hard to appreciate somebody's going to punish you. I mean, even if you think they're justified in punishing you, it's hard to appreciate them. And, and if God becomes a punisher, even though I, you know, I know I've sinned, it's still hard to appreciate God in that, in that frame of mind. Uh, I, that first sentence is really interesting. We get salvation and guilt confused by those, meaning us, who know not what we did with our thoughts internally. We don't know we have a mind. We don't know we made all this up. We think we're just running around in these little boxes being affected externally by people that crucify us or don't give us lavish thanks. We get crucified by special hate. We get, we, we get offended when in special love relationships when we don't get the gratitude. So, I mean, but we set all that up and that's what our thoughts created who don't know what their thoughts can do. <laughs> We did it. We did it to ourselves. Jean and then Bruce, please. I was just thinking that that first sentence hit me true. Um, and just the power 
of the mind to go. I mean, it, 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 the power in the, you know, the sick playground of our ego, we still have huge power there. You know, like, I mean, he was just, you know, and yet the power of God. I mean, wow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's such an incredible experience when we plug into that. And we allow, allow ourselves to feel that. And in that, we allow ourselves to feel so loved. I mean, all this other stuff, the special love and the special hate are just to block off that experience of appreciating, letting God love us right this second. It's not like he stopped loving us. We just keep saying, no, no, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I'm not going to feel it. <laughs> Bruce, thanks, Gene. Yeah, that... <clears throat> Discussion about projection is pretty pretty potent there. Uh, the third sentence is the one that, that grabbed me. When I, I, yesterday when I was reading it, it uh, uh, occurred to me, it could be straight out of AA. Maybe you know about that, Tim. Uh, that, see yourself as bound and bars become your home. Is that, that <laughs> double entendre there? <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I don't know, it struck me as funny. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Thanks. Gretchen, how are you doing this morning? I have COVID. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're laughing too. Thank God. <laughs> I'm a little fuzzy headed, but I'm here. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. I'm doing okay. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, we're going to have, uh, we're, we're having Thanksgiving dinner with a friend of mine who got his shots and everything a, a few weeks but a few weeks ago, he got he got the Delta variant, <laughs> and he was sick for a week, and it never even occurred to him that he had the virus. Yeah. 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 Is it rough? Um, <clears throat> I'm okay. Yeah. It's not pleasant. My whole family has it. It's just making its way through. Wow. Um, yeah. With this whole discussion on gratitude, I'm going back to this text. Or, all of my family were all texting each other this morning. Happy Thanksgiving. You know, <laughs> all over. Everybody's got it. And we're like, what the hell? Oh, um, and I said, you know, I'm grateful for my family and that we have the knowledge and the resources to um, take care of ourselves. You know, I know what to do and very educated in this area. Um, but then with this whole discussion of gratitude, I'm going back. And I'm like, was I judging myself as more educated or have better resources than others. Cause I was thinking, I was like, there are a lot of people that don't have the resources to, you know, I'm over here. And I thought my camera was off. I'm sorry if everybody's, I was over here dosing all my herbs <laughs> resources to do all of this. So am I judging other people? I don't know. So I've been stuck in my head on that a little bit. Um, but I felt like I was genuinely grateful. I didn't feel like I was being judgmental, but that's got me, spinning a little bit yeah <laughs> usually if i have to ask i'm probably being a little judgmental a bit un un unwavering <laughs> there's a little judgment in there if i have to ask myself am i doing it yeah, yeah right and, and once again not to beat myself up but it just okay jesus help me see all those people that aren't as smart as me <laughs> the way you see them <laughs> yeah that <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah right 
I hope God doesn't get me for that one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you you're only getting two points on your report card. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, God doesn't have to beat us up. We, we're so good at it. <laughs> we're so good at it. It can be but myself I crucify and I punish. <laughs> That's good. Thanks, Gretchen. Good luck getting out of that. Or good fortune or blessings, health, whatever the phrase I should be using. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, all right. Thanks, Gretchen. Lynn, you got any closing thoughts? Corona? Either, Elaine? <laughs> Christina, how you doing? We haven't heard from you. I'm doing fine. Happy Thanksgiving. I've been busy preparing. I just made a pie. I haven't made a pie in like ages, but I did. I made one. And it's just been glorious because I checked out of that and I'm listening to this. So right. thank you all. <laughs> wait, wait, what kind of pie? Uh, I made apple. Ah, yeah, okay. yeah, that's my son's favorite. So yeah. that's what I made. <laughs> I just thank you all for sharing today. And I love these passages. I've never strung them together. And I do see the continuity. And um, it's quite, it's, it's good. You know, it's giving me food for thought in, in many ways. <laughs> so I'm preparing my meal today, <laughs> infusing it with gratitude and love. All right. Yay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Christina. Myra, you got any thoughts, closing ones? <laughs> love is the way you can cook your Thanksgiving meal and gratitude. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Very good. <laughs> hey, that's good. And today I, I had some very... I went back in hindsight just a little bit, just to think briefly of all the hurts and the upsets and the deaths. And now to be able to see all my saviors and my brothers, and there was a very deep thankfulness and gratefulness for that and realizing that, hey, even back then, I never said the words Holy Spirit but the Holy Spirit was always there. Wow. And then I felt very grateful. Yeah. All right. <laughs> very good. Thanks, Myra. As a, as a closing, I wanted to, um, two of my, or to me, two of the loveliest paragraphs in the whole course are um, on page 373. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in the course. When we read this a while back, when we were, we were going through the lessons, page 373 in the workbook, paragraph 7 and 8, this idea of letting our brothers lay their tired heads on our shoulder just really grabbed me. <laughs> and, and what a beautiful Thanksgiving image, just to share that, that metaphor. <laughs> Instead of a hangman's rope, <laughs> that I'll gently let them lay their head on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Very good. Who wants to read seven and eight? Anybody up for it? Rebecca, all right. <laughs> okay, page 373, seven yeah. and eight. Then let our brothers lean their tired heads against our shoulders as they rest a while. 
we offer thanks for them. For, we have, for if we can direct them to the peace that we would find, the way is opening at last to us. An ancient door is swinging free again. A long forgotten word re-echoes in our memory and gathers clarity as we are willing once again to hear. Walk then in gratitude, the way of love. For hatred is forgotten when we lay comparisons aside. What more remains as obstacles to peace? The fear of God is now undone at last and we forgive without comparing. Thus, we cannot choose to overlook some things and yet retain some other things still locked away as sins. When your forgiveness is complete, you will have total gratitude for you will see that everything has earned the right to love by being loving, even as yourself. Very good, thanks. We'll get quiet. Happy Appreciation Day for each other <laughs> and for ourselves, too. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Thank you all. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank I want, you. I want some pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ship it, airmail it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so I much. I can do that. Yeah. I, I did explore that for um, sending cake um, on my birthday, and I did find out that you can. You can oh. send it through the mail. Yep. Yes, you can. You got to overnight it, you know. Oh, yeah. You don't want to send it because now it'll take two weeks to get there. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be messy. They have, they have special packages at the, like, the UPS store. You know, you can get them. Okay? <laughs> great. Thanks again, everybody. Thanks. Thank you. It was great. Thanks.